Welcome to the Warrior Mindset Podcast. We are your guide as you make your way through life, getting better 1% every day. We believe that life is lived and true victory won through adversity. Nothing easy is ever worth it. We believe in the warrior ethos and support those that choose to walk that path. So we talk a lot about editing your life on this show. We talk about cutting things out and sometimes we reference cutting out what we would say are toxic people what does that mean what does it mean to have a toxic relationship with a person or for that person to be toxic and I keep using these in air quotes what does it mean well this was a this is kind of always on my mind because I'm always sort of editing who I spend my time with sometimes, sometimes painfully. Um, sometimes it hurts to cut people out, but sometimes you have to, to truly like be the best version of you. You can be, um, so this post I found from success, success theory, was pretty dang spot on. Six types of toxic people you should avoid. They go through uh, the six, there's, I don't know, the six, but they go through six types. And I want to talk about each one of these with you because I've personally been around people that fit these categories and have successfully... um, cut them out of my life. Now, you might think that this episode might not be necessarily positive, but I think that sometimes we have to face down the negative in order to be positive, in order to live positively, to have positive results. Okay, so let's get into it. The six types are the vampire, the cactus, the chameleon, the bosser, the broker, and the sympathy addict. Let's start on the vampire. All right, in my notes, I have also known as parasites, creepers, or climbers. Right, these are the people that they're just there because of who you are or who you have access to or what you have access to, right? They'll use you emotionally or financially. They'll suck the best out of you and and won't really return anything, right? We've all had that person in our life that um, <laughs> they're just there. Um, they're just there to use you, right? Uh, to exploit you. The vampire is probably the most common type of, you know, toxic person out there. Um, you know, a lot of times, a lot of times they're easy to spot. Sometimes they're not. And here's a flip on this. I was just talking to a friend of mine about this. And then this is something like, let's back up for a second. So the vampire type 
is, I mean, that's a simple one, right? That's very straightforward. It's just someone who's there to take advantage of you, right? I mean, they'll lie to you. They'll do whatever just to be near you or in your space to get access to, you know, whatever, and then use it. Um, it may be intentional. It may not be intentional. Probably the ones that aren't intentional are the most dangerous. But here's a flip on this that if you are a leader or, you know, a business owner or whatever, something to start thinking about is that you can begin to think of your employees as this type. And we were talking about expectations and uh, with all toxic people, but this one in particular, it's important to keep your expectations realistic in the sense of you can't extend them onto the other person. So what do I mean by that? I have an employee. Let's say I have an employee. And I give this employee my all. And I want for this employee to think of our my business as their business, as something that they're growing and that they will benefit from beyond their salary. Well, that's my expectation put on them. They may not have that expect. They may not. They may not see it that way. They might. They're just an employee, right? They're there in exchange for their time to do a service for your money. That's how that employment works. Um, so you have to be careful with this type that you are not seeing them this way because of your own expectations being put upon them. Um, I have that problem a lot. And that's something that I've worked on that doesn't forgive someone for this. And it doesn't, um, you know, it doesn't give them a pass, but it's something to be aware of when we are thinking of, you know, if you're listening to this, you're going to start thinking of people in your life. Just be wary of that. All right. This uh, second type, the cactus, AKA jealous always jealous of your success professionally or personally, won't be truly happy for you, usually criticizes you or gossips about you. Um, so this one, we all know that person that is like constantly just talking trash about others. You know, and it can be fun to do that with them. It can be fun to, uh, partake in that, you know, sometimes it can be like cathartic depending on who the person you're talking trash about, but it's not healthy. And definitely if you're in a leadership position, you've got to be careful who you do this with. I would say a policy of never doing this is probably the best policy, but definitely a policy of uh, knowing who you're doing this with and about and what it's for is uh, paramount. Um, This can also be turned on you, right? So I'm talking about that person that's always talking trash about others. But you can also have this person that is never really happy for you who, no matter what you do, always has to critique it or tell you how it can be done better, right? Now, that's not to say that criticism shouldn't be something you 
seek out and accept. You should not have an ego that can't handle any kind of criticism at all. But you know the type of person I'm talking about, the one that just like no matter what it is, has done it before, has done it better, and has feedback for you on how you did it wrong. Um, like everything. Or will like actively mock you for something that you're interested in, right? Because deep down they think it's cool and deep and they see that you're interested in it or you've been doing it for doing whatever for a long time and you're, you're pretty good at it or, or maybe it's something you collect and you've built up a pretty legitimate collection. They will make fun of it. They will try to marginalize it because they don't have something like that in their life. You have to, you have to watch those people. Now, you know, that's not fun to be around. Um, it's not cool. So that's something to think about. The third one, the chameleon, a.k.a. Two-Face. They want what you give or have and will pretend to be what you need to get at it. <laughs> Many people in our lives come barging our doors with all pretentious love and care, especially when we have something tangible that they're looking to extract from you. They may even succeed in fooling you with their sweet smile and ostentatious affection, which will typically last only till our stock will last. That was from the direct post, but uh, yeah, this one, this one's pretty straightforward. Um, You know, I imagine in the world of politics, this is like, pretty common um you know in the in the world of martial arts this is pretty common too people that are really friendly to you but then um you know they just want your stature or they want they want what will help them um yeah that one sucks just uh you know keep your eyes open the bosser controlling the big ego type you are nothing but a tool for them to get what they want. They'll use control tactics to satisfy their own ego or lack of ego. As long as you do what they want, you're good. But rebel, and you're as good as garbage. There's a lot of, like, on social media, there's a lot of, like, labeling of narcissists. You know, like, a lot of the relationship Instagrammers or TikTokers, We'll talk about that a lot. Um, I don't know that it is directly, uh, you know, part and parcel, the bosser and the narcissist. But I think the bosser type has a lot of narcissistic tendencies. But maybe not for the same reasons. A lot of, like, middle management or, you know, small ego business owners or whatever will, will sort of live in this world where you know they're they're like they just want they just want to get something out of you for their gain and it's not so much directly like the chameleon but it's more like um you know they're they'll just they don't want you to get out of the way for your property or your your stature they want to use you to help them build theirs right and as long as you agree with them you're good to go. Now, I had a friend one time. He's not really my friend anymore, but like he would like it, it took me a while to sort of 
get it, but he would, he genuinely didn't have many friends and he would just argue with everyone. And he would say like, you know, I mean, he would say things like, uh, you know, they, they're just dumb or they don't understand or, you know, I'm, I'm so much smarter than they are or whatever. He'd say, but you, you always, you always just listen. And I realized that it was because I was just agreeing with him on some of the things he was saying. Um, when it came to his business and the decisions he were making. And I always thought he was pretty right on with what he was doing. His problem was he was trying, he was seeking approval from others, which, you know, that's a whole different, whole different subject podcast, but that's really what he was trying to get at. But as long as you agreed with him or gave him a pat on the back, you were best friends. But as soon as you disagreed like even in a professional, polite way, if you disagreed or just you know tried to point him in a different direction, he would just not talk to you anymore. Like just write you off, never see you again. You you're like garbage. Um, and that you know that was him. He's just you know he just wanted to he just wanted to feed his own ego. He wanted to be in control and he wanted to, approval for it. Um, and uh, you know. That sucks to be around, too. Yeah, I eventually got tired of that one myself. Um, the broker. The deal makers, conditional friends, <laughs> have a give-and-take attitude towards relationships. It's always conditional with them as you do what they want or they won't do what you want. You know, like, hey, you want to come over Friday? Uh... Yeah, let me check. And really what they're doing is they're seeing if there's anything else going on, right? So if there's nothing better than, than you going on, then they're, they're there for you. Or, or, you know, they're friends with you as long as you help them constantly, right? As long as you're, as long as you're doing things for them, then, then they're there to be your friend. But the moment you put up those boundaries, uh, they're not so accessible, you got to be careful with that. And there's the other type, which, uh, you know, I worked with someone one time where it was, everything we did was always a, like a deal. You know, he would literally say that like deal. Um, there were certain things that were my job and there were certain things that were this person's job. And he would say, he would be like, Hey, these things need to get done. And I'm like, cool. They're my job. And he's like, okay, well you do those. And then, we'll do this deal. I'm like, well, it doesn't have to be a, a deal because it's literally what I'm supposed to do. But he was in this mindset of always needing to broker actions. And people do that with their friendships too. It can be very tiring. From the, uh, the, the direct post here, for the broker. Their relationship is always conditional and they want to earn a commission for giving you something. Yeah. Sexual flavors in lieu of promotion or casting couch in the film industry is an apt example. There you go. That is, uh, <laughs> that helps you kind of see that one out. It's, it's not real. It's fake. All right. And the last type of uh, toxic person, which this one, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about this one, uh, AKA attention seekers, drama students, 
always a reservoir of drama and conflict, need attention no matter how they get it, always in need of sympathy by showing themselves as victims or whatever. Uh, we come across this type a lot in our life. Um, I like that part about they are a reservoir of drama and conflict. Um, they they always portray themselves as the victim, right? They're always the victim of something, um, of others, of life, or whatever, and they just want your sympathy and attention. I mean, that's what they want. Uh, they don't want you to help them, and they don't really care about your advice. Now, there's a term for someone who continues to come back to you over and over and over and over again with the same problem, never heeding your advice or never paying attention to the direction you're giving him. Those are called ask holes. Ask hole. <laughs> I like that pun. Um, <clears throat> we probably all have that friend who's always, always uh, messing up or in trouble or having relationship drama. And then, you know, after a while you notice, well, they, they kind of keep asking for it. They kind of keep, they kind of just keep stepping into it. Like, why do they keep doing that? Um, well, it's not because they're unintelligent or it's not because they can't help themselves. It's because they want the attention that it generates from you. You're, I mean, you know, you're actually helping that along. So those are some, those are some uh, pretty interesting ways of looking at people. Now, I want to, this is another one that was sort of like on the, the, the more from, and these are really good points. Uh, that goes along with this. So sort of like <clears throat> thinking of yourself. So here's an exercise. Think of yourself as one of these toxic people and don't do those things. <laughs> um, but here's something else. And, and I feel like in the society that we have going on now, everyone has an opinion. And I think because of social media, we think that we should be giving it about everything. Now, that's a lofty thing to say for a guy that's running a podcast. But um, if you didn't agree with me, you wouldn't be listening. So, But this one here, uh, six situations where you must stay silent. And so, you know, for me, a, a toxic person is definitely someone who runs their mouth all the time. It drives me insane. But here's a couple of things. So a, a point in life where you must remain silent is when your opinion is irrelevant. So when you don't know so enough about a topic, when you're in the room with other experts, or if your opinion has no impact on the conversation, stay silent. During arguments, when you're arguing and when you're angry, you tend to lose control. It's best to say stay silent if you can. Now, debating is okay. Okay, debating is fine, but when you find yourself getting angry 
or out of control, it's turning into an argument. Stay silent. When what you're about to say is going to hurt someone, right, it's, it's, it's probably not worth it. Um, and a lot of times when we choose to hurt someone's feelings, it's because we're angry or tired or, or upset, like in the other example. When your judgment isn't clear, right, when you're having difficulty thinking clearly about something, uh, or usually right after something happens. D- discuss it later. Give your give your feelings time to mature. Not when you're compromised, right? So, an exercise that somebody gave me that I do a lot is if I'm mad at someone, like at work or whatever, I will I will write an email, and I won't. I won't put their address or anything in there. I'll just save it as a draft, but I'll write an email, an angry email or whatever, and then I'll save it. And then 24 hours later, I will go back and read it. And if I still feel the same way, then of course I'll edit it a little bit, but then I'll send it or take it and go confront the person. But if 24 hours later, I'm like, ooh, it's a little harsh. Like a lot of that, a lot of that's not relevant anymore, then I'll just delete it and move on. That one's, that one's saved my butt a few times. When you are unaware of the facts, it is good to remain silent. When you've only heard one side of the story, when you're not informed on your own about a topic, how many times do you hear from a friend or whatever, and they're telling you about some jerk or some, you know, the other side of their relationship or whatever. And you're, you you got to remember you're only getting that one, one angle. There's always more to a story. In my 47 years of life, that's what I've come to realize. There is always more to a story than one side. When you're talking to a closed-minded person, like, this could probably go to the entire internet. Nobody's opinion was ever changed in the comments of a Facebook post. Keep your eyes, ideas to yourself. They're only ever going to come to any conclusion that you may want on their own. You're not going to do it for them. So if it's a closed-minded person, then what, why are you wasting your energy on trying to change them? I dug those. Um, The guy's got a really cool comment. It is better to remain silent at the risk of being thought a fool than to talk and remove all doubt about it. From Maurice Switzer. That was was rad. Um, Yeah, these are good. So uh, there you go. Uh, Quick 20 minutes. I hope this helped. These were some thought-provoking angles for me. Definitely going to continue auditing who I let in my life and thinking about when I'm speaking up to others. Two really good life lessons. So there you go, folks. Be a better person every day, just a little bit. Do something every day that helps you along your path. 
Until next time, get after it.